Hello, it's Dave from CheapWineFinder.com today, and we are going to do something a little bit different. We're going to talk about cheap wine. What is it? What are the different categories? Is it actually cheap? And to start it out, uh, the name Cheap Wine Finder doesn't actually have a a meaning of in, in monetary sense. Uh, it's it's a Google search term. Cheap is cheap wine was like the number three when we started ten years ago. The number three Google search term, and it's kind of like uh, people looking for cheap 4K TVs, cheap airline, cheap hotel. You're looking for value. You're looking for the best, the most for the best price. And that's what cheap wine was to us too. We weren't talking about you know all the different uh, flavors of two buck chuck or anything. It was always about you know inexpensive everyday wine, but you know trying to find the good ones. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. We're going to go through a little bit of the of the price stratospheres here, and I'm not going to get into a lot of details on particular wines. This will be like part one. I'll just kind of like lay the ground rules out, and then we'll start getting into how to figure out which wine is which, and how can you tell by looking at it if it's going to be your style, because those are all things that you can learn. And we're going to start out with the lowest, um, lowest priced wines. You know, in Europe, and I've said this a couple of times, when they drink wine for dinner, the majority of the people cannot afford expensive wine. They're drinking wines that cost a couple of euros. I mean, it's inexpensive. I've, I remember seeing an uh, image of someone in France um, having filling a jug they had with wine with which would look like a gasoline spigot thing that we're pouring in their wine. It was you know they wasn't even bottled. It was you know they're buying it by the gallon, and that's what people drink with their meal. It's kind of like, I don't know if irony is the right word, but um, in most of Europe, people are drinking the cheapest wines around with their meal. You know, in the United States, that's, no, no, you got to spend money on your meal. You know, you don't, you don't grab a bottle of two-buck chuck, though you could. And, you know, and that's Europe. Um, that tradition isn't in the United States, I think, mainly because it's kind of frowned upon to drink at lunch. You know, you can't go home and knock off a couple of glasses of wine. You know, the days of the three lunch, uh, three martini lunches are gone. Um, so we don't really have the the really inexpensive wine. You get like uh, like there is two buck Chuck at Trader Joe's. There's Winking Owl at. Um, Aldi's, I know uh, Gallo has barefoot wines, which are very inexpensive and, and, you know, could be categorized in this category of, you know, very inexpensive wines that you would have with, you know, like their Pinot Grigio you'd have with mac and cheese, you know. Um, And, but in Europe, there's, every village has two or three different ones they could choose from. So it's it's a whole different uh, kind of setup there. And then the, the, the next category is like from the $5 to $10 wines. And a lot of these are uh, contract wines. Stores will contract with directly with a, with a winery of some sort to make wine, especially for them. They pay up front. Uh, Trader Joe's does it. Uh, Costco is the number one wine seller in the United States, I read. And you know, not all of theirs are Costco exclusive brands. They have a lot of retail brands. 
but their wines are wines they had someone make for them. And Aldi has, I think, all exclusive wines from Aldi's. And I know a leading, uh, Benny's a leading um, uh, liquor store. They have a huge wine department. They have huge every department. But there's three or four brands that are made especially for them. And a lot of uh, supermarket chains have it. I know Safeway has wines made for it. And, and other ones have, you know, having a wine made for you. There's, there's restaurants that'll have a wine made for them. You know, it might be the wine they have by the glass because they can get it cheaper because they want straight to them. They cut out the middleman. There's no marketing. There's no advertising. Uh, they, you don't actually cut out the middleman, but you reduce those costs. And, you know, like a $8 wine at, say, at Trader Joe's, it, you know, it could possibly a 10, 10 to $12 wine in a retail store if it didn't have all the cost advantages. So there's that in between the super cheap and the $10 wines, $10, $12 wines that are inexpensive for a reason. Um, when you get to the $10 to $12 range, um, this is a, like one of the most popular um, ranges of wine there is, especially like on, on white wines. Um, uh, the wines are, I mean, sometimes like this is 2019, you will often see like for a, a $10 white wine you see california on the label a lot of times they don't really you know they they blend different avas together and um and it'll be as bright fresh crisp wine it's kind of attractive little great acidity it does really really well it has for a long time with white wines and red wine they figured out how to get oak seasoning oak flavoring into a wine without having to do a lot of oak barrels uh, and and making it taste authentic because it used to be kind of fake tasting. It was like, oh, what's that? And now it's like you're getting a Cabernet, you're getting a red blend that kind of has their proper flavor profile because of the oak. And these ten to twelve dollar bottles of wine, they're usually brand names um, rather than than family owned independent wineries. But there are some in there, and there's they usually make a lot of wine. They're usually made in mass quantities. Um, which I had a winemaker tell me I can, you can, he, there's, he has a whole big, uh, stainless steel silo of wine. He's like, I can fill it up a quarter. I can fill it up a half. I can fill it all the way up. It doesn't take that much more to fill it up. That is not the hard part. You know, once you, once you figure out the grapes and figure out how you're going to make it, it's, you just do it after that. And then you go up to maybe like $20 wines and $20 wines will, be similar to ten dollar wines, but they probably won't be sourced from as many vineyards. There'll be a smaller sourcing. There'll be more bells and whistles. The ten dollar wines will be made to come together quicker, so they can sell it quicker. And you know, you might get an extra year of aging. You might get a longer oak. Yeah, you know, there's like um, a rule of thumb with oak. If it's in a barrel for a year, you have to age it in the bottle for a year. I mean, there's other variables, but that all adds on. Uh, to the time where you can release the wine. And all these wines are drink-it-now wines, which means they're not made to be aged. Uh, they're made to be, as soon as they're purchased, you're, they're ready to be drank. You can drink them. Now, you can, like some of these things, you can actually put away for five years, six years. And, and the, you know, as, as you go up in price uh, and they have more oak and they have more, you know, and they're made with more bells and whistles and they you know, they bring out different things in the wine that, that the the more expensive wines have some of them can go 10 years or so but no one does i mean it's if you've got a wine cellar you're not putting that stuff in there you're putting the you know you've got to show off you know you don't you don't have a wine cellar to 
aged an $18 wine at too many times. So, so there you go. And here's another thing. I was talking to a winemaker one time out of Lodi, and he wasn't, he owned vineyards. He had vineyards have been in the family forever. And he had, he also, I asked him, you know, who, who do you, who do you sell your grapes to? He says, everybody, you, you name it, I sell my grapes to, which kind of tells you about, you know, where people get their grapes. They're everywhere. I mean, it's, it's not all that exclusive and good vineyards are, have a lot of people buying from them. And he had an $8 um, wine, that uh, a brand of wine, and I was familiar with that. And he also had a $25 uh, brand of wine. And I didn't know that when he was telling me about it and he was telling me what they do with it and, you know, uh, oak barrels or French oak barrels and everything. And he's telling me it's a state fruit. And I asked him, oh, this is a, the $25 bottle is a state fruit. What's the $8 bottle of wine? He goes, oh, oh, it's the exact same fruit. I mean, we crush the grapes. Some of it goes the $25 wine. Some of it goes the $8 wine. It's like, what's the difference is that's made a little quicker, made to come together quicker. I can sell it quicker. I can sell it a year sooner than I can this stuff. I use the used barrels from the $25 wine. It's a brighter, fresher, fruitier wine. This one's got more bells and whistles and more oak and takes longer to make. Same grapes. And that happens a lot. You're not, you know, the $10 wines probably have the same grape as more expensive wines. I mean, not every time, but it's common. I mean, a lot of these brand wines are not tied to a winery, and they use their resources whichever way that is best for them. But this winemaker who had vineyards put the $20 grape, you know, the $25 uh, grapes were the same as in the $8 grapes. And that, that is something that happens a lot. There isn't $10 vineyards. There isn't $20 vineyards. There isn't $30 vineyards. I mean, the difference between an $8 wine and a $25 is how they were made. And it wasn't a difference between good or bad because these bright, fruity, um, come together quick wines are kind of attractive wines. Yeah, you know, you know, I like the other ones too, but it's not a matter of good or bad. These younger, fruit forward, easy to drink wines are, are really kind of attractive wines. And then you go on up. And as you go up in price, um, well, I'm at Valley Pinot Noir. Um, just went to a, a tasting for them. Above $40, they put a real legitimate nice cork in there. Under $40, screw top, because you're going to take it home and drink it. So for a fancy Pinot Noir destination, under 40 is their cheap wine. You know, other other areas, you know, it's, it's, it's a different story. You know, different grapes. If it's Chardonnay, you can get away with $10. I mean, heck, um... Lindemann's Bin 65 is one uh, Chardonnay is one of my favorite Chardonnays, and it's like $5 half the time. It's been around since the 80s. It's a great little Chardonnay. You don't have to spend a lot of money, but, <clears throat> but, but that's kind of the whole point. Different grapes are, are going to be at different price points, and um, you know for what you're looking for, you know, uh, uh, Lamb Valley has a lot of family-owned wineries. Those wines don't make as mu- as many uh, grapes or many wines or bottles as other places, and so the price is going to be higher. I met a woman. Uh, she worked for a finance firm, and you know, she, we we're talking about wine. I asked her what kind of wine she liked, and she told me that she liked forty-dollar wine. He's like forty-dollar wine. She says, "Yeah, because when I go to a party." Um, People expect me to bring up wine that costs about $40. And I understood that completely. Like when she would go to the local boutique wine shop and she'd tell the clerk, you know, I, I, I need a $40 wine. I think the clerk would read between the lines and he wouldn't get her the, 
under the radar, cool, really bringing it wine. He's going to bring her the one that got written up in Wine Spectator last month. And it's going to be a good wine, but it's going to be that wine because um, that's what is expected for. And I understood that. I mean, if, if all you're drinking is $40 wines, you're probably drinking good wines. You know, I mean, well, you will be drinking good wines. There's, especially if you go to the boutique shop and ask the guy to pull you out one. You know, usually they, they're into wine and they know what they're doing. But it's kind of wrong because you're not buying wine based on what you like and what your palate is. And you're not exploring the wines. You're buying wine based on what people think of you. That's not really going to help anybody. You know, so it's, um, but that is what a lot of the more expensive wines are about. So look at me. I'm drinking this as opposed to, isn't this awesome? I mean, I can't believe how good this is. So, so, so there you go. I mean, there's all these wines are just different categories. I mean, the, the cheap stuff is not bad. The, the cheapest wines they make, the two or three dollar euro ones, people are having their meals with. The ten dollar ones, they're, they're they make a lot of them, but that's the most popular style. They're they're young, they're bright, they're fruity. The twenty five dollar wines, they they're actually kind of bargains because they're kind of close to the more expensive wines, but they're still inex- reasonably inexpensive. So that is what wine is. I mean, it, when I'm talking about drink it now, wine, I'm not talking about the wines that are suitable for aging. Those get really expensive. Um, and we're just talking about wines that you would go and pick up and buy. And so that's where we're at with this. I mean, there isn't good wine. There isn't bad wine. That is not it. There's different styles. And in an inexpensive wine, a $10 inexpensive Chardonnay can be great. It can have a malolactic fermentation. It can be on lees, a little bit of oak, uh, you know, all this, all the bells and whistles, and still be $12 and still be awesome. You don't necessarily, if you drink a $40 wine, you might not like it any better than the $12 one. You know, actually, my go-to Chardonnay for is uh, Wente morning fog. Uh, if you want to know about California winemaking, uh, Google Wente, W-E-N-T-E, and grape clones. And you're going to read a whole bunch about what they did. I mean, without, without them, California wine and wine in general won't be the same. But you don't need to, you know, it's not that you don't need. No one is going, there is no wine board that goes, hmm, I'm going to drink this one. Oh, this one tastes like a $70 wine. And this one tastes like a Ooh, this is not too bad. It's not as good as seventy. Let's, 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 let's price this one to fifty. Oh, this one's horrible. Seven dollars. You know, there isn't. It's not. Nothing. No one is pricing these based on how they taste. There is a reason why they are priced the way they are. The very simple wines, the kind that people in Europe would drink with their meals, the simple wine, locally locally sourced. You know, it doesn't need to be expensive. The $10 wines are made in mass quantities by people who know how to make large quantities of wine and know how to, you know, they've, they've got the vineyards and they got the expertise. The, you know, the $25 wines, you're starting to get the more boutique kind of things all the way going up to $40 and $50 wine where it just gets the locations and, you know, the winemaker and everything gets more and more exclusive. But there, it isn't good or bad. It's what you like. Like I said with the Chardonnay, like my favorite Chardonnay is $12. You know, I, you can go up priced, but you don't expect if you go in a price for every single wine out there that you're going to like it better than an inexpensive wine. Yeah, you, there's certain wines you're going to like. There's certain wine regions you're going to like. Your love, you're going to, winemakers, you're going to 
you know, flip out for. And but not every single wine, not every single wine region, not everywhere. A lot of times the inexpensive ones get the job done and get a job done well. And next time we're going to try to go into more details and more specifics. And this was just the um, the general outline of things to come. And I think I talked enough for now. Uh, but So that's me. And this is Dave. And this is CheapWineFinder.com. And that's all I got to say for today. And I'll talk to you in a little bit. Adios and bye-bye.